inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth fighting for. America is worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. We got a very special email message to the studio the other day. And it was from a gentleman I had not heard from. And I now know more about him. And I think he's an important voice. His name is Ricky Lee. And he's a Nashville recording artist who has a hit single that he shared with us. And I really loved this song. He's from my state, Pennsylvania, from Altoona, Pennsylvania. But he's also seeing America in a very special way, and he believes in so much in veterans. So, Ricky Lee, welcome to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Hey, Wendy. Uh, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's a real pleasure knowing that I get to spend a uh, a little bit of a Thanksgiving time with uh, such a great American patriot as you. I appreciate. How nice are you? That is so wonderful. Tell me about yeah. tell me about this song. Obviously, you're very talented, but I love this song. It's called "Looking for America." I want to play a little bit for our for our folks here, but I want you to tell me a little bit about the feeling. Like, what was it that made you go there? Well, it's it's everything I stand for, and. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I travel across the country. I do a lot, you know, about 60 to 70 percent of everything I do is military and veteran support. And uh, I just thought it was the perfect time, you know, for a country to uh, to hear this song and the message. And uh, so I uh, I had the pleasure to record it. And then uh, we put together, you know, an amazing uh, music video that pretty much I, I promoted. I, I produced it. So. It's who I am and who I stand for. So it was the best song to represent, you know, my values and who I am. I love it. All right. We're going to listen to about a minute, minute and a half of this. I want you guys to hear uh, Nashville recording artist Ricky Lee's hit single, Looking for America. It's perfect on a day like today. Go. We must act today in order to preserve tomorrow. And let there be no misunderstanding. We are going to begin to act beginning today. Chasing down a memory of the way things 
things used to be Kids playing underneath an old street light Knowing they were safe when they laid down at night Looking for something I ain't seen in a while I'm looking for a factory Where a man can feed his family Not worried about them moving itself Closing the doors, shutting her down tomorrow I'm looking for America Seems like I just woke up one day and it was gone, long gone. But I know in my heart it's still out there. Somebody please tell me where I'm looking for America. Ah. It is beautiful. Ricky Lee, what a beautiful song. You know, you you get to see America from a different perspective when you travel the way you do and you perform. And as you said so many times for our military, for our veterans, what is the story of America? What do you see when you do those those events? Well, I, I do see, you know, a, a lot of hope out there. And, uh, you know, there's there's a there's a lot more good people than there are bad people out there, and uh, everybody just wants to, uh, you know, get America back on track uh, of what she used to be. You know, back whenever, you know, uh, people supported, community supported each other, and and I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing some great things. Uh, you know, I, I I talk to you know all different types of people, you know, from Democrats to Republicans to liberals, and. You know, there's there's a lot of similarities to us. I just think that, uh, you know, uh, I think I think we need you know a strong leader that's going to really help with the division in our country. And uh, I feel I, I feel some good positive things. I know there's a lot of negativity out there, but uh, I'm seeing some good things too. And that, that's what we have to look at. We got to look at you know the positive things and uh, and then you know our faith. I think faith is uh, the, the biggest thing that we can do, have faith and uh, bring God back into our country, into our schools. Uh, so uh, I'm just pretty blessed to be able to uh, travel and you know meet all these great American heroes at the VA hospitals and all the veterans events that I do. You know, they support me and I support them, so it's a beautiful thing. I know the feeling, and I want you to describe it. I'm going to put you on the spot. Describe the feeling of singing before people who are older, who have served this country, who deserve our utmost love, respect. How, how, how's that connection when you look into their eyes as you, as you perform for them? It's got to be special. Oh, it is. Music is so healing. You know, I go into the VA hospitals with my music for a vet's program, and we do live music therapy for, you know, the post-traumatic stress. And then, we, you know, we always put together a really nice performance and show uh, for our ill veterans in there. And, you know, our, our men and women in a lot of the VA hospitals don't even have family come and see them, you know, and they stare at four walls all day long. So I, I'm saying, you know, these guys that are, you know, probably the majority of them that's in the VA are in wheelchairs, you know, and they're, they're, their minds are, their minds are uh, opening back up. You know, music, it, 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 uh, it resets the receptors in your brain, and it causes, you know, 
where the inflammation starts leaving. So uh, they and they're they're the greatest audience. I mean, they are a captive audience. And you know, when I'm done there during the day, they all want my email, my phone number. Don't forget about us. Come back and see us, Ricky. So you know, I my my main goal right now is to take my music for the vets, uh, music for our vets to uh, across the country nationwide and be the hub. When these VA hospitals and these veterans uh, associations that need great quality entertainment and that they can come to us and we'll be able to provide them because, unfortunately, you know, the VA hospital doesn't provide a lot of entertainment for uh, our men and women. So it has to be individuals like me to step up and go in there and give them some enjoyment, you know, for the remainder, you know, most of them have, you know, not much time left, you know, as far as, you know, and they're ill. And sure. so if you can go in there and spread some love through your music, inspirational music, songs that they relate to, too. Like, I'll, I'll go in and I'll do like a, a Johnny Be Good. <laughs> you know, we have, there's Alzheimer patients that can't communicate and they're tapping they're, and, and singing some of the songs. 100% so right. Hundred yeah. percent right. I, I love it because of of who you are, what you do, and how you express yourself. If you had a a message for people on this great day of Thanksgiving here in America, and you could reach people across every spectrum, every thought process out there, what would you say? I would say, well, first of all, be thankful for everything you do have, and uh, make it a point, you know, to if we all, you know, we can't all help everyone but someone can help someone so if we can just you know we see someone who's down or somebody who you know needs an uplift in life you know you see a homeless veteran or whatever situation somebody's in if we can all give a little bit of ourselves you know to make you know somebody's life a little bit brighter then you know we're winning the battle I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. How can people find you? How can they find this song, Looking for America? What, what's, the, what's the detail on that? Uh, RickyLeeMusic.com. Uh, I've got several different Facebook pages, but if you get on RickyLeeMusic.com, I've got everything. You can actually you know, see the video, music video. It's on you know, all the platforms, the video platforms and stuff like that. Uh, and Facebook. You know, My Facebook is pretty, pretty active. Uh, and... Uh, so I'm pretty much out there all over the place. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you reached out to us and shared this and said, I think maybe you need to play some of this in your in your show. I appreciate your patriotism. It feels like your heart and my heart seem to be connected. Yes. And, you know, Wendy, I just came into uh, Pittsburgh. I've got my own line of chili. Ricky Lee's America's Best Chili. Of course so you I do. Just, uh, <laughs> they're in the, the Giant Eagles. And the. I just came into the market districts there in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh. So we're going to be all through there. So we're going to connect. And what I'd like to do is see if we can uh, work together and uh, do one of my music for vets at the Pittsburgh uh, Veterans Hospital and have you and Brock uh, be there as my special guest. Love to be a part of that. Love our veterans. Love America. Thank you, Ricky Lee. Godspeed and happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Yep. God bless everybody out there. Thank you so much. Hey, don't go anywhere. Coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program. You know, we talked a lot about control on this show today. Well, it absolutely begins in school. And I have a jaw-dropping example of that next. Don't go anywhere. I need that. A little jazz in my step. So when I, before I met my husband, 
in the mid-90s, I was a television reporter in St. Louis, Missouri. And the station where I worked was Channel 5. It was the NBC station in St. Louis, Missouri. And they had a very interesting campaign that I found fascinating. They had a it was a kind of like a, a motto, a logo. And but it was something that kids would do. And we would go to schools and there would be a weather demonstration at the school. And the whole purpose was to get involved in children at a very young age and to put the call letters of the TV station before them and also have a presentation. So it would be something fun that would happen. There'd be an assembly and all the kids would leave with some kind of Channel 5 memorabilia. But what they would do is at the end of the newscast, every single night, there would be a montage of children from that week's school visit, et cetera, doing the five is number one. And I, I would do it, but the camera I'm on would start moving around. So imagine five and then giving it a number one sign that every single night we would end the news with all sorts of cute kids, whether they were hanging out of a school bus or anytime somebody would drive by and you were in one of the station's vehicles. A kid in the car would put up a five and give you a number one. It was really smart. Teach kids at a young age, who's your TV station? Ah, it's Channel 5. Why is it Channel 5? Well, they came to my school and I know that five is one, right? Subliminal, not so much. Absolutely in your face, shameless marketing. And it works. If you're going to get somebody to be a future believer in what you're doing or a future consumer of your product, get them when they're young. Well, it's exactly what's going on. Washington Examiner has this headline, the newest Democratic propaganda in schools. Fake news classes. <laughs> now, as a mom, right? As a mom, this infuriates me. We've seen them water down, dumb down the requirements to graduate, to pass one grade to another. We've seen rampant illiteracy in our schools. Think about it. Baltimore, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Chicago. How many, how many city districts are producing children, zero of whom can read or do math at grade level? Staggering like zero in 2000 in some areas. But we have a Biden administration and a public school system that believes if we teach kids about fake news in school, that is more important than being able to manage a checkbook or look at a contract or figuring out your taxes or anything. Here's your story. Oh, this burns me. The Democratic Party's panic over losing control of narratives in schools has led to the pursuit of a new path to propagandize to children mandatory, quote, media literacy classes to teach students about fake news. Let me guess. Fake news is anything that is conservative. Bing, 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 bing. Media literacy lessons are now mandatory. Media literacy lessons mandatory in california wait what in english science history and even math classes throughout every single grade level thanks to a new law signed by governor gavin newsom last month super duper gavin this is perfect don't prepare our kids to be independent thought 
leaders to take charge of themselves and to grow in a in a in a reasonable environment we're going to teach them what is real and what is fake and if your government's teaching fake you know that the fake is the real and the real is garbage of course Media literacy lessons, as we said, mandatory, among other things, the California law worries about the effects of, quote, online misinformation that is, quote, threatened public health control, control and more control. It's all they're about, my friends. And they're using your children as their freaking Petri dishes. Enough is enough. You can guess how easily such lessons can and will be abused. California, same state that tried to crack down on doctors who contradict contemporary scientific consensus. That was routinely wrong during the pandemic. Why would we ever think that California's fake news lessons will have anything reasonable to say about climate change? Because there is no consensus or about abortion. This is a very purposeful, pointed plan. And it is as purposeful and as pointed as the plan of that Channel 5 News where I worked in St. Louis, Missouri in the 1990s. Get them while they're young. Make a connection now. Plant the seed now. Give them the stories you want them to become militant activists about tomorrow or next year or 10 years from now. It is the seed. And the classes provide the fertilizer the miracle grow, just the right amount of water to take from a seed, to deeply root it so it flourishes and blooms into a social justice woke activist. Because, you know, we need more of them. You need to know about these things. Coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program, setting the Thanksgiving table with fear. It's a new virus alert. Oh, yeah. I got it for you. Next. So have you noticed when you've been out and about, maybe when you were doing some shopping for Thanksgiving, I notice it a lot at the grocery store. And I don't know what it is about the grocery store. A lot of masks. People putting on masks. Now, it's really not my business why people wear a mask. As long as they don't get me to wear a mask. You do you. We know they don't work. Unless you've been living under a rock, they don't work, okay? Specifically not for a virus, as in COVID, that was smaller than the traditional fibers in one of your China-made stupid face diapers that everybody and his brother had to wear. So dumb. But whatever. I don't know if somebody's going through cancer treatment. They've got a, a beaten immune system and they're doing whatever they can. Or they're worried that because they're sick and they have to be out doing whatever they're doing, they don't want to get anybody sick. Okay, whatever. I'm not here to judge you. I just saw a poll, though, that said 30% of Americans said that they would go back to wearing masks. Oh, hell no. What are we doing? Okay, we're going to all agree that we understand in order for them to win in 2024, them being the uniparty swamp creature Marxist, socialist, communist, leftists, they need a reason to scare you to death, to keep you home, to keep this whole mail-in ballot garbage. Pay attention to any of those other elections around the world, how effective and efficient they were, how people go, and it's from 
7 in the morning until 6 at night. These are your windows for, for voting. And you go and you do it in person and you get it done. And then the vote is counted. And alas, shazam, by the 10 o'clock news, you've got a president, right? It's not complicated. We used to be able to do this. It wasn't election month. It was election day. It was election day. And at the end of election day, you had an election winner. Well, it was so cool that we could do something and make everybody freak out and stay home. And I think a lot of us realized what a great motivator fear is. In our own lives, too. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, for sure. But I'm done with you guys using my kids. And you guys is euphemistic for all the jerks out there who are trying to manipulate us. Kids. You guys hear what's going on in China? There's some mysterious pneumonia-like something or other. And the hospitals are overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, we don't know what to do. Doesn't it stink that you're highly, suscept- you're highly suspicious of every single thing, particularly when it comes to a virus, when it comes to a bug, when it comes to children, when it comes to medicine? Of all people you want to be able to believe in, I believe in nobody. And it's annoying. Here's your story. Gateway Pundit. Here we go. Mystery child pneumonia outbreak sweeps through schools in China, overwhelming hospitals with sick children. Now, what you're going to get in this article, pay attention as I read it to you, a lack of specificity. Well, we don't know what it is yet, but it's making people really sick. How do you not know what it is? You're the ones who are telling us that we're ruining the climate. The, the, the planet is dying because I, I, you know, I drive a Ford F-150. Is that, is that true? Let's read it. An unexplained... <laughs> you, you feel the setup, right? You're, you're feeling it because I'm, I'm going to grease it for you here. Here we go. An unexplained pneumonia-like sickness is reportedly swiftly spreading through schools in China, leading to a surge of hospitalizations of children. I'm just going to go with maybe they should call the bat lady at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and see what Dr. Fauci's put her up to. And then we could figure out its origin, get to the problem and figure it out, right? Uh, It's just me being common sense. Over the last few weeks, numerous schools in China, predominantly in Beijing, in another place I can't pronounce, have reported a rapid increase in children presenting with severe symptoms. These symptoms, including high fever and lung inflammation, are eerily similar to those of pneumonia. However, dot, 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 what sets this illness apart is the lack of common respiratory symptoms, like coughing. This unique symptom profile has led health professionals to label this as a, quote, undiagnosed pneumonia. It sounds scary. Kids. Scary. Oh, my gosh. Note that this peculiar symptomology has reportedly baffled health professionals who are struggling to categorize and understand this new illness. Well, if they don't know what's going on. How am I supposed to do anything? Oh. Setting the table. Your Thanksgiving table has now just been set. There is something going on and it could affect you. We proceed. Reports. Oh, you got to get the news involved. Reports from local news outlets and ProMed, which is the largest publicly available surveillance system conducting global reporting of infectious diseases outbreaks have shed light on the allegedly on the alleged severity of the outbreak. 
ProMed released the following statement on Tuesday, just in time for your holiday. Quote, with the outbreak of pneumonia in China, children's hospitals in Beijing and other places were overwhelmed with sick children. And schools and classes were on the verge of suspension. Parents questioned whether the authorities were covering up the epidemic. Wait a minute. How did you go from an undiagnosed pneumonia-like something or other to an epidemic cover-up? Hey, ProMed! It sounds like you kind of suck, but that's just me. In the early morning, Beijing's hospital, Children's Hospital, was still overcrowded with parents and children whose children, parents and children who had pneumonia and come to seek treatment. A Beijing citizen said this, many, many are hospitalized. They don't cough and they have no symptoms. What? They just have a high temperature and many develop pulmonary nodules. Okay. The situation in one province is also serious. The lobby of Dalian Children's Hospital is full of sick kids receiving intravenous drips. There are also queues of patients on the traditional Chinese medicine hospitals and the central hospitals as well. A staff member at this one hospital said patients have to wait in line for two hours and we're all in the emergency department. And there are no general outpatient clinics. Sounds serious. You sing the setup? I just put the turkey on the table for you. I'm going back to get the stuffing now. Some school classes have even been canceled. Completely. Not only are students all sick, teachers are also infected with pneumonia. Okay, so we have something that's pneumonia-like that we apparently have now called an epidemic, and now they're telling us in the news it's it's demonstrably pneumonia. Sounds like you guys don't know what you're doing yet. Hmm. You're not allowed to report to school, says a Beijing citizen. If you have any symptoms such as fever, cold, cough, and then you're hospitalized, you can ask for leave. Since China stopped adhering to the zero policy at the beginning of the year, this is where they they let go of their COVID restrictions. That's going to be the problem here. If only we kept everybody in lockdown. If only you were still chained into your apartment complex. I know there's an ancillary fire every now and again that kills everybody, but it's the risk we've got to take for a virus. If only we were still on lockdown. If only all of your freedoms were trampled and squelched, but you don't have freedoms in China, right? Since China stopped adhering to the zero policy at the beginning of the year, epidemics such as influenza's mycoplasma and bronchopneumonia have broken out from time to time. You getting it all? Because I just put the mashed potatoes on the table for you now as well. In the editor's note, ProMed wrote, quote, This report suggests a widespread outbreak of an undiagnosed respiratory illness in several areas in China and Beijing, and almost 800 kilometers apart. It's not at all clear when this outbreak started, as it would be unusual for so many children to be affected so quickly. (gasps) No, it's spreading fast? Lock us down. Bring out the new... I'm sure vaccine because it's been worked on already. I'm sure there's going to be something, right? Something to use. This is where we're going. And you know, this is where we're going. So this is where I want you to see as we celebrate Thanksgiving together.
the need for you to be afraid of the next big thing. We don't know what it is, but it's serious. It's making kids sick. Some of them can't get into the hospital fast enough. In fact, it looks an awful lot like an epidemic, pandemic maybe. This is what we've been waiting for right in time for your elections. Now, you might say that's such a leap. It sounds like such an extravagant jump from some sick kids. This is all purposeful. You've all seen it. You've been there. You've done that. Be aware of what they're going to do here. This is the test balloon. This is the Chinese spy balloon flying from Montana, unmolested, uh, you know, not stopped in any capacity. Eh, it's not a big deal. Well, it's flying over our secret military installations. I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's just a weather thing. Uh, you know. Really? This is the test, the test missile. Will enough people glom onto this? early enough that we might be able to roll it out here in the United States because we've got people to scare. We need mail-in voting. It's the only way to win. It's the only way Joe Biden, who's going to be put into the basement because it's Operation Bubble Wrap, make sure he's protected, give him the comfortable shoes, eliminate the tripping hazards, put him on a plane that's not Air Force One, it's something else, it's got little shorter steps, have Joe walk next to him but not offer any assistance because that creates the idea of weakness. All of it is propaganda. And oh yeah, they want to teach your kids about fake news in school. Then there's that. I wish I could make it up, but I can't. It's so obvious. Your apple pie of tonight's feast is coming up. You know, it's not just cars and utilities and food. The left wants to control where you get your information, even if that means making it up. I'll be back right after this. On this day of of giving thanks, I... I speak the truth when I say all of us, no matter how dire whatever is going on in your life is, no matter how dire things feel, no matter how dark the landscape ahead looks, it's not. This is America. America is going through a toddler phase. Tantrums. People coming in with their selfish ideas. Playing with toys and not putting them back. Making a mess, demanding things, needing to be the center of attention. I feel like we're going through this very toddler phase in America of selfishness and silliness. But I believe that honesty and conservative values always win out. And that is the greatest threat to people who suck. The strength of obvious common sense. And you have it. You're watching this, for heaven's sakes, right? On Thanksgiving. But Every step that they take to make your life more complicated infuriates me. And the one thing as a former television news anchor and reporter, I mean, for decades I did this. I never would have made up a story. I never would have changed the facts or manipulated a soundbite from somebody's interview that they gave me to put it in a specific setup where the meaning of the speaker is distorted. I never would have done that. But we're living in totally different territory these days. Gloves are off. Rules are totally gone. 
And now we've got people making up the news, making up this idea that by you changing your agitator in your washing machine or giving up your ceiling fan that you're going to save the earth from certain climate catastrophe. It's disingenuous. It's stupid. And it makes me angry. You know, teaching kids how to identify misinformation. Well, all you need to do is turn on the news, watch your evening news for 30 minutes in a class, and that's all you need to know. There, kids, there's who you don't want to be like. There's the information you can't rely on because they suck too. But it's trickled into every aspect of our life. Medicine. My physician husband comes home and tells me about the idiotic dysfunction of the hospital system of medicine as we know it. It blows my mind how off the charts ridiculous everything is. But when you make up stuff, like this media matters making up this story that Elon Musk's ex, Twitter, is is putting IBM and Apple and, and other big company names, putting their ads up with Nazi content. I don't even know what Nazi content looks like unless it's a picture of Adolf Hitler or a swastika. Beyond that, I'm like, eh, you know, I, I don't know. But this whole media matter story, specifically making up a fallacious story and then watching how many other news organizations glom onto it and repurpose it and put it out there to their listeners and their viewers, which is why Elon Musk is dropping that thermonuclear lawsuit on them. Damn well you should, sir. And there's somebody on Twitter who's named Viva Fry. The Viva Fry. This is a lawyer. And this individual, who I think is a dude, says something that I think is super important for you to hear. Explaining how media matters, this left-wing hack group intentionally and deceitfully manipulated the system to fabricate defamatory material against Elon Musk and his platform X. How did media matters achieve this? In an effort to populate their timeline with national brands and fringe content, media matters used newly created accounts to exclusively follow a few accounts that fell into either of these categories. Despite their intentional effort to place ads next to fringe content, a la Nazi stuff, they were unsuccessful in achieving their goals. So Media Matters resorted to relentlessly refreshing their timeline 13 times more frequently than an average user, eventually capturing screenshots of major corporate advertisements alongside the targeted content. That's phishing. That's fake news. However, the lawsuit clarifies that these pairings were virtually unseen by any authentic user on the platform, except for the Media Matters hack who deliberately manipulated the system to create the narrative that was then pushed out. Specifically, major corporations such as IBM, Comcast, and Oracle had their ads appear alongside fringe content for only one viewer, the Media Matters guy, out of more than 500 million active users on X. In Apple's case, only two of the 500 million users saw its ad with cited fringe content, with at least, with at least 
one of those views attributed to media, media matters. They created a narrative that was garbage from the beginning that affected nobody. And they pushed it out there to damage Elon Musk because he dared to expose his own platform for the corrupt operations it was with before. How dare you? Media Matters omitted these details in their reporting, failing to highlight the forced, inauthentic nature and the rarity of these pairings, which constituted an extremely small fraction of impressions served on X throughout the entire day. Ironically, the extent to which Media Matters had to maliciously exploit this system underscores the effectiveness of X's ad filters. Why are major national brands like Apple and Disney and IBM, Comcast, Lionsgate, NBC Universal, and Paramount Plus susceptible to such overt manipulation and deception? They fell for it. You would not. Because common sense prevails. It must because there is no other solution. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Your Thanksgiving table has been set with delicious morsels of news and facts and data to drive the leftists who sit down to break bread with you nutty. Use at your discretion. And above all else, peace.